0: Hey everybody and welcome to Breaking Biotech, the podcast where we get into all different things biotechnology related. My name is Matt and thank you all very much for joining me. Today I want to talk about Prothena. Uh, I was seeing the company a bunch in the news all week this week based on the cellgene collaboration so I thought I'd take some time and dive into the company a little bit more and see if there's an opportunity here. I uh, did want to check up on the older... Uh, videos or updates I guess on on some of the older stuff I did before we get into Prothena and uh, before we do any of that I just want to say uh, if you could please subscribe or like the video it would really help me out as uh, as I try to grow this thing bigger and bigger so uh, if anybody was looking at magical uh, over the last week we we saw it Oh, I don't have it up but the the company actually dropped to like 109 108 and uh, and finally I think it closed the week at 115 so it didn't seem like there was any news, just in general, the markets weren't doing very well. So I have the uh, the total biotech sector up here actually. So yeah, pretty bearish week for biotech overall. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't buy any any Madrigal uh, when when the opportunity arose. And today, actually, I'm recording this on Friday the 23rd. Uh, it shot up to to about 120 and then settled back at at 115 for close. So it's just the volatility of biotech in general. I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Um, it looks like though the entire markets are, are selling off right now. So if you're thinking about opening any positions, it might be worth it to, to wait and see how the market decides to settle itself out given the, the new tariffs that have been added in the US and, uh, and other sorts of uncertainty that's, that's going on. So um, other than that though, you know this gives us a good opportunity to look into potential uh, companies that have have value so the other thing i wanted to mention is adamas adms so that i did a video on that uh, a few weeks ago now and uh, the company so pretty much i've decided that i'm going to wait and see how their earnings reports look until the end of this year so uh, just to catch you up a little bit they have a drug Gocovri that's a long-acting uh, adamantine Uh, drug for um, uh, Parkinson's disease, levodopa induced dyskinesia and uh, another company called Osmotica has an Osmolex ER which is a similar kind of drug But it doesn't have an actual indication for levodopa induced dyskinesia. So there's a little uncertainty in whether or not uh, uh, Physicians are going to use the actual Adamas drug or they're going to use an off-label Osmotica drug so Pretty much I'm uh, you know, if, if Adam can actually fulfill their, um, fulfill what they want to do in, in marketing the drug and getting it to doctors and patients, then I think they'll be fine. And, uh, we're only going to see that once they update us as the earnings reports come out. So in this next earnings reports, if they don't start to deliver on, on what they said, then, uh, I'm probably just going to sell, but I'm going to give them up until the end of the year before I make that call. And, uh, but you know, th- so it's looking more and more risky that stock just given that this, uh, this generic on the market now Osmotica, The Osmotica drug is, is, is a potential, uh, hurdle for Adam reaching its, its full market share. So take that for what it is and, uh, and yeah, make, make decisions on, on your own behalf. But, oh, and just to remind everybody, this is not financial advice. Just want to make sure that that's clear. This is all just for interest sake not actual trading advice and uh, you got to do your own research for any of this stuff okay other than that uh, AI Mune uh, didn't really make too many moves this week uh, it's around 30 bucks um, I'm happy with my position and going to see where that goes from here but anyway so let's get into Prothena. so Prothina is a antibody company pretty much I've uh, in looking at them they, they make monoclonal antibodies against certain proteins and they seem to be very good at doing that. So uh, for those who don't know, well you should know about antibodies. You should do your own research on that. But a monoclonal antibody is different than a polyclonal antibody in that it recognizes only one epitope of a protein. So this allows very specific binding to a protein, uh, which is good if you have a protein misfolding disease or any sort of disorder where uh, proteins aren't doing what you want them to do and you want them to be removed. So what this company has done is they've uh, figured out a way to make these monoclonal antibodies against certain protein aggregates. And protein aggregate diseases are very uh, common. They affect people when it comes to different neurodegenerative diseases or um, those are the big ones. But the the other ones that they have is this AL amyloidosis which is another protein aggregate diseases disease where the alpha light chain of antibodies, they form these aggregates and they bind where you don't want them to. Anyway, so the company Prothena uh, seems to have this this good method of doing it and Celgene saw an attractive um, opportunity here and, and they started this collaboration. So. Uh, Celgene which is sort of a big company that's kind of been stagnant lately I'd say and it looks like they're looking to expand their uh, Their pipeline by bringing in these these smaller companies that have a lot more going on for them And they're at the earlier stage. So they have this uh, Juno collaboration to try and get into T, and Celgene is now getting involved in uh, Prothena so the offer is they get Prothena has been given a hundred million dollars up front and a 50 million dollar equity investment and potential future payments can be up to actually $2.1 billion. So this could be a gigantic uh, headwind for Prothena if they're able to deliver on what they, what the the terms of the offer are. And we don't know actually all the terms of the offer, but what we do know is uh, is is pretty attractive if Prothena can actually finish these phase one trials for the certain uh, antibodies against specific proteins. So in exchange for this collaboration, Celgene gets exclusive rights to license the clinical candid- candidates in the U.S. at the IND phase after phase one completion. And they also have the right to expand internationally, which is obviously huge. And uh, Prothena will get a, ro- a share of the um, sales through royalties uh, if, if these drugs reach market. So definitely uh, puts an incentive on Prothena to develop these and get them through uh, phase one. And so the proteins in question, let's see here. Uh, okay, we'll get through this later. But the proteins that are the disease, I guess they're proteins, they're monoclonal antibodies raised against certain proteins, and not just the endogenous protein, but the aggregate problem protein. So tau, which is involved in a lot of different diseases, but the main one is Alzheimer's disease, uh, TDP43, which is important in ALS and uh, what is this disease frontotemporal dementia okay Um, so obviously these diseases don't have very great cures right now or treatments uh, for alzheimer's disease i did a post on that with uh i forget what the drug was called anyway it was a late late last year i did a blog post so check that out if you're interested i get into more detail about alzheimer's disease but all the treatments right now none of them actually treat the underlying disease they only treat the symptoms which is not ideal if you're trying to stop the actual uh, pathogenesis of the disease. Um, ALS, there's nothing really great for it either, but this TDP43 protein has been implicated and uh, it's an RNA binding protein that, uh, yeah, you know, that's enough. But the the problem is that these proteins form aggregates and if you can stop the aggregate formation or somehow, then uh, seemingly you could improve the disease outcome. So. It's up to Prothena to develop these antibodies against Tau and TDP-43 so that uh, the immune system can come in and recognize these proteins as being foreign and then they can uh, uh, ingest them, do what macrophages do, and break them down. So that's the whole uh, point behind this. So with the their the pipeline right now, these antibodies stimulate the native immune system to attack these proteins that are causing problems so this d one uh, binds to these uh, aggregates protein aggregates that degre- that lead to the native immune system coming in and degrading the proteins that are causing the problem so for AL amyloidosis they've seen good data and uh, they have two studies going on right now we're expecting data for the phase 2b in uh, Q2 of 2018 so that's something to be coming up whereas the this vital study isn't going to be until the end of 2019. Uh, PRX002 is for Parkinson's disease and they're not gonna see any data from that until 2020 and that's a Roche collaboration and PRX004 in ATTR amyloidosis uh, they're starting a phase 1 trial in 2018 so they're, they're not really a later stage clinical trial company. They're very much at this discovery phase and that's where they seem to be most. Uh, that's where their skill set seems to be. So it's good that they have this collaboration with a company that uh, is better at the later stages because this company does not have the, the money to take these these compounds all the way through and, and risk losing all, all their money that they have. So um, things to pay attention to regarding that is they have 42 million bucks in cash, which is pretty good. Uh, it'll allow them to to be solvent for quite a while. They uh, they're spending about 35 million dollars per quarter, so and this is before the gene deal. So this is going to be uh, increased by the by now since we're in like almost Q2 of 2018. So this is encouraging, at least to see, it gives them a chance to to bring a lot of these preclinical drugs that we see here to the, uh, to, or the in the discovery phase to the preclinical phase and actually get them in humans. So that's going to be where we want to see them uh, before Celgene takes them into phase 2 and phase 3. Okay, so it, it does seem like they're good at bringing these drugs to the, the preclinical phase 1 stage. And uh, they... They've been successful and they've been unsuccessful so they had a drug uh, PRx003 fail in Q3 of 2017 that was at phase one so that that wasn't good but uh, you know it hasn't dissuaded them from pursuing other ones um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything uh, inherently bad with the science behind it one of the things that that did make me a little bit nervous about this company is uh, sarah Nunberg, who was the cmo resigned in earlier this year and actually let's just take a look at the stock so uh the failure of the trial was in september and you can see this downtrend here where they were up at around 67 and fell to about 57 and then sarah Nunberg resigned in february of this year so you can see they were at 42, 45 and dropped down to 30 and then uh, earlier this week with the cell gene news they they hopped up from 34 to 38. So yeah. So the the value that this stock price gives the company is about 1.2 billion dollar market cap and uh, you know, they were they were almost double that in late 2017. So, I think the the gene deal is uh, is very hopeful and leaves a lot of upside for the company. I think realizing that they have all of these potential milestones that they can reach is uh, is very attractive to the company and actually going to push them pretty far in this. Um, I noticed that they actually have been publishing a lot too, which is encouraging. So they they made a lot of publications on these different uh, compounds that they have. Uh, which is encouraging from a scientific perspective and also uh, just you know, sort of means that they're uh, interested in, in making a scientific contribution and, uh, and showing that they're a mechanism behind their, their efforts here. So uh, another thing is that just from a long-term perspective, if none of these things work out, But they have a good means of getting these antibodies there's a lot of different uh, path pathologies i guess they call them proteopathies involved in uh, protein aggregate diseases so this wikipedia has a gigantic list of them where amyloidosis or just amyloid protein aggregates cause disease so if things don't work out great for them here I think as long as they're able to be funded for different diseases like this, they have a lot of long term potential. But in the short term, I think um, them bringing these specific uh, monoclonal antibodies to the clinic would be great. So there was also an undisclosed protein. So there's two proteins the tau, the TDP43, and one that's undisclosed uh, involved in the cell gene deal. And we can actually sort of speculate on what it would be. So, other proteins that are interesting is uh, a beta is involved in Alzheimer's disease, and um, yes, they don't have a thing here. But it could be that one, or it could also be this, alect two, which is involved in these in the renal and a uh, liver amyloidosis. So. Uh, it could be this too, so it's obvious that it's it's some sort of monoclonal antibody since this is the company's specialty. Okay, is there anything else I wanted to check? Oh, so actually, uh, everybody should check out these videos. I know it's probably cheese to show this, but uh, they have really cool videos on their website that show how the uh, how the thing works, and it's you know it's a obviously an artist rendition, but. It's uh the videos are pretty neat. And so this is for their Neo D zero zero one. They show how the they get binding of okay, so the heart cells and uh this is their drug, it comes in, it binds, and then the uh the macrophages are gonna be able to recognize it since it's uh it now the macrophages can identify the antibody properly and uh and then it eats it and breaks it down so it doesn't cause the problems that you see. So, kind of a cool thing on on their website to to check out, yes, so other than that, yeah, gonna wrap it up kind of a short video today, but uh i uh are actually I tell you my position, so I don't have a position in the company yet. I'm gonna wait for the phase two b trial to finish in q two because uh right now this is this d one is kind of their baby right now and uh, if they show negative data on this it's not going to be very encouraging for their phase 3 trial I'll just uh, put that up the timeline so like I said we're expecting in Q2 of 2018 to see the uh, results from oh, whatever I'll just talk about it so Waiting until Q2 to see the actual results from the uh, phase two trial here of NEO D001, and uh, the the phase three is kind of hasn't really um, it's it's ongoing. So so we'll see. But if the phase two doesn't look good, then it's not going to look very good for them. And I think there's probably some downside for the the business there. So if the phase two looks good then uh, then I'm probably going to take a position, probably a small position to start, given how volatile the stock is, and how volatile the entire stock market is right now. Um, it's hard to predict where we're going to go as, a, as an entire market from here, but I think uh, long term, I see some potential in the company, and uh, when I do put a position on, I'll, I'll definitely share and, and post an update. So with that guys, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Thank you very much for watching, and uh, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about everything. I try to respond to comments when I can. And uh, click subscribe and hit like it would be great and uh, Yeah, follow me also at uh, Matthew Laporte on Twitter and uh, and I have a reddit account as well All right guys. Thank you very much and see you next time